Okay, welcome to today's uh, podcast on personality tests and how it will benefit you. Okay, let, let's start again. <laughs> <laughs> I need a catchy starting phrase, right? Like a catchy statement. <laughs> okay, today we we are going to talk about insights and personality tests. So for those that are not familiar with uh, personality tests, first, Danny, have you done any personality tests before? Yes. And what do you think about them? Interesting. Interesting in what sense? The one that you and I did together based on the Maya Briggs model or theory. And the report we got from that was more out of the 26 questions we answered. It was very, to me, very detailed and also very accurate in my opinion when I was reading through my own report. So within the report itself, it gave me things like strengths, weaknesses, as well as compatibility with other people. So yeah, you could use those in many situations, whether it's work or personal. Yep. So for benefit of the listeners, the origins of personality theory can be traced back to the 5th century, where four distinct energies exhibited by different people. And some of you will have heard before the famous psychologist Carl Jung. And he published his uh, 1921 work on psychological types. And subsequently, this was uh, developed by many different models like Mayer-Briggs types indicator. So today, we're going to cover generically on the report that Danny said we have done and also how it affected us personally and also in a team's perspective. So personally, when uh, Danny, when you have read the report, other than the accuracy, so what what did you observe from that report? How amazing it was from 26 questions, the amount of detail it got. Mm-hmm. And then going back to the accuracy part as well, it was very interesting to... Well, I'm amazed how little you had to do in order to get the amount of detail it got, as well as the accuracy it was based on, the results on me, and how, yeah, how and the amount of takeaways I got from that was amazing. How much, how little you had to give in order to get, give someone that level of knowledge and detail. I wish I could do that <laughs> without, um, well, just in life in general. The amount of details, actually, were, were you aware of them? before the report or subconsciously or consciously there were some bits that i knew and some bits i didn't so as an example introvert and extrovert uh, i knew about those types of personalities and i knew that you could you're not always one or the other necessarily but you could be sort of like in a spectrum of that and then there was what was the other side of that so introvert extrovert and then oh i can't even remember now introvert extrovert Oh, thinking and feeling. So you kind of like your emotional side of how you, I guess, relate more to. Yeah. yeah, like how you would, I don't know, your, your kind of thought process, do you tend to base your thinking side, uh, do you tend to base your, your 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 thoughts and stuff on thinking side so you're more analytical or whether you're pondering things more versus feeling, so how does it emotionally 
make you feel in, in order to then come with a, an outcome or how something affects you. Yeah, that's probably the level that I knew about it. But beyond that, I've not, I've not heard of Maya Briggs before. I've not heard of the personality type theory stuff or anything like that before then. So for myself, I think when I did the test and I got the results, it wasn't a surprise to me because I think I did it back then during high school or we call it secondary school back then on this kind of a personality test results like you say introversion extroversion thinking feeling and somehow those questions and answers they drive the analysis behind right so i re- yeah. why did you do it then i think it was part of the if i can remember correctly is a part of the orientation or leadership camp yeah okay yeah because they want to analyze like uh, the type of personality you are and maybe to form the type of uh, leadership styles back then (laughs) i don't remember doing anything like that at school (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's uh i think it's an important piece for self-awareness yeah and to identify blind spots in in your character that you you may not have uh may not have realized and sometimes it's interesting to find things like that because after so many years you 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 want to do it again and test yourself how much you have changed back then and to be honest for me i can see that uh, in terms of the types of indicators i can see myself developing more skill set in terms of the other side the extroversion side of uh, myself so for for background knowledge i think i've been identified as an introvert and i base my decisions mainly on uh, judgment so rather than feeling so more thinking than feeling so it's it's much more systematical or some would say more rational in terms of uh, thinking but that doesn't mean that there's a the correct type of personality it just means that yeah this is the type of result or the type of analysis that they have uh, come up with based on my answers so, so you're saying that your personality type does check hang on i just said that out loud it does make sense that it changes over time yeah i think it does evolve over time because I think there is a part of the analysis that says that there is a perceived personality and there's a inner personality, meaning to say that your true nature self. So the perceived uh, personality is usually your image that you show at work, that you display at work. And then your inner self, maybe you're more comfortable, your comfort zone, where your energy lies. Does this uh, make sense? Yeah, why don't you school us on where this all came from? I'm not going to go through the th- theory in uh, in much detail, but maybe j- let me just uh, go through quickly in terms of the colors. So, for example, blue is uh, more based on... So, introversion, there's a, there are two sides. And then extroversion, there are two sides. And then for thinking, there's uh, two sides. And then... <laughs> how, how would I say? <laughs> okay, cut this part. <laughs> how, many, how many sides are there? So there are two types. Shall we start off with what does this chart looks like? Okay. This chart looks like a wheel. 
whereby there are different there are four <laughs> there are four parts to the wheel. So one quadrant is uh, introversion and thinking, second quadrant introversion and feeling, third quadrant extroversion and feeling, fourth quadrant extroversion and thinking. For myself it's more of introversion and thinking. And this is where I found uh, Danny has a falls on the same wheel category as me. I think it was exactly the same as well, down to the subcategories and everything. Yeah, but do you find that we have a lot of similarities or were you surprised? Hmm. I would say I was surprised. <laughs> Why? Oh, I think the place you ended up is where I would expect you to be. But to be exactly the same as me, I was quite surprised. So I'm talking about not just the, you mentioned about the the thinking introvert side is where is the what the blue area you called it mm-hmm. but to have both all the other parts so if your personality is made of these four colors and your predominant color is blue i'm surprised that the remaining makeup of your colors for the red the yellow and the green were proportionally exactly the same as what i got as well i think that's mm-hmm. what i was quite surprised about Yep, you're right. So it's not just like, if it's just 25% chance of uh, falling into one quadrant, it is quite likely that uh, you are the same as most of the people. But what you have mentioned right there is there's a combination of the blue and the red and the, the less, lesser dominant colors as well. They tell you each, each one the percentage that you have. So do you want to quickly... Ah, actually, no, no. What about my results when you saw that? Were you surprised? Were you... Um, mm. Do you think, yeah, it's exactly the same, we're alike, we're two bananas. <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm sure we have our differences because of our uh, where we were raised and how we were born and in terms of culture. But personality-wise, I guess when I first speak to you, there's a, some kind of connection that I, I could not explain. It, is, it, it seems like there, there are some frequency that we talk about or in our conversation, that that sings quite nicely, I guess. That probably starts off with when we, we started talking about productivity, right? <laughs> yes, that, that's correct. So, maybe... I, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. So, um, how about, probably best to describe to the people, if you could run through the different colours, what they mean, and I'm going to make it fun and say, can you give me either stories or examples of those colours? Ooh, okay. So, just now we talk about the four quadrants but now when we talk about colors there are eight colors so first color is a reformer so it is purple a combination of blue and red the second color is I see is director so it's a pure red third color is orange motivator it's a blend of uh, red and yellow fourth color is yellow inspirer fifth color is a uh, helper a blend of uh, green and yellow so what what does green and yellow gives you so it's like bright uh what's the color actually is it, is it orange or... <laughs> okay lime lime yeah okay green and yellow yeah lime okay lime made this so complicated already <laughs> <laughs> six color is a supporter green pure green seven color is uh what, what what color is this? Blue Turquoise. and green. Turquoise. 
yeah, it's a turquoise coordinator and eight color is a pure blue where both of us sit as an observer. If I summarize what you just said, there are four primary colors, Mm -hmm. which is blue, red, yellow, and green. From those four primary colors, they're subdivided into a blend of those colors. So that's where you get your purple, orange, lime, and turquoise. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, and you gave them all names. So yeah, here's the fun part. What do they mean? And could you give me an example on a story? Are we going to go through each one of them? I don't think everyone is interested in each one of them, is it? <laughs> well, you've got to understand what they mean. Okay. Okay, I, I do the simple one first, right? Director. Red. So it's someone that has the personality of a fairy red. So someone that tells you to do, uh, directs other people to do stuff. They want it done now, quick, by today. They go straight to the point go straight to the face and, and you they are very, usually very straightforward very blunt and yeah very driven does that ring a bell like a red personality hey I asked you the question give me a story and example story and example story or an example story or an example Steve Jobs I say would be have some high percentage of red in him nice cool next next motivator orange someone is uh you know all the youtubers uh, and influencers more than me so motivators who who will you brand as a motivator coaches or teachers people who try to encourage you to do things that you may not have the confidence to do in yourself or you may not have the belief that you can do it i don't know motivator maybe someone like joe wick is a recent example who tries to inspire children to be physical and do more exercises and things like that that's we're mm-hmm. in this lockdown so he would probably be a good motivator yep when you use the word ins- ins- inspiration so that's the another color oh the, i got that in, wrong already well it's not technically wrong it's a so orange is a blend of red and yellow so inspirer is, is more towards the the yellow part it's like sunshine yellow where they inspire you. So one of the example maybe I can give is inspired maybe like uh, Mother Teresa and Muhammad Gandhi. So they are inspired, but they don't tell, I don't <laughs> foresee like uh, both of them tell you to do do stuff right now and today. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. And then the next part, oh, this uh, the part is uh, Lime, you say. Helper. Again, helper is a, uh, it's a combination, right? It's between yellow, green, helper, NHS worker. They're, they're, they're great servants, great helper. They're willing to help people in the service industry. Usually have that, that willingness to help that personality, I would say, helper. Give and me a famous name. Famous name. I just, NHS workers are very famous nowadays. <laughs> they don't need to... Be <laughs> That's not a name. That's a... a... A class of people or job title. We don't want to go into personal names here. So, <laughs> oh, you started it with Steve Jobs. <laughs> okay, so I can't think of one right now. Okay, let's <laughs> move. <laughs> let's move on to the next one. Supporter Green. So these people, they really keen to help people. You see, I use the word help again, but it's more from the green side where they support you. They know they will be there for you. 
these people are usually say like maybe like family members they have a very strong green in them usually like mothers supporter yeah Happy I'm not gonna ask you famous yeah. people famous people I'm not gonna ask you let's move okay. on <laughs> <laughs> okay the next one turquoise right you say coordinator so these are the people I would say they're willing to help they're friendly they love planning as well so I can think of like wedding planners uh, event coordinators right and people who help you with uh, holiday planning as well right so this is uh, even in the service industry food and beverage events manager so what else so these are the people usually have a very strong turquoise color okay now it's back to our quadrant last but not least observer uh, I think the using this name observer under blue is not very <laughs> nice <laughs> it just as, a, uh, as opposed to a helper yeah observer is just like you're looking at things uh, like <laughs> you don't really even care right you just see it mm, okay I wouldn't say that but okay <laughs> yeah you can defend yourself now so you can please share with us what you know observer um, so very analytical likes to look at things and absorb things like data for example and very logical in terms of their rationale and thinking example oh for example economists stephen levitt the one of the co-writers of freakonomics for example um i would imagine him to be quite an observer and these are the types of people would pick out things that you may not have realized or seen or even noticed um until these types of people go in and do their thing whether that's looking at data or just things like behavioral sciences and things like that and looking at how things work and behave and things like the social norms or social unnorms in norms i don't know abnormalities oh yeah Abnormally. <laughs> social um, anomalies <laughs> oh my god i can't speak today I will add that, uh, yeah, observer people who come up with like management scientific theories. Cool. So that's our, how many colors is that? Eight? Yes, eight colors. So what benefits have you gained from after getting this personality test? So it's probably good to outline in terms of the report that we both got and what includes, what it didn't include, etc., etc. So it did include things like your pros, it's, I can't really say pros and cons, but like your, I guess your strengths and weaknesses. Yep. Yeah, from the personality side. The whole point of this, I guess, is there is no one perfect trait or personality because they all have their pros and cons. And I think out of all of this, even with the strengths and weaknesses and how you work with other people and who, I think it was your nemesis as they termed it, or the person opposite you, it, it's one of those things that's it can be a really good balance if someone's opposite you and you work with them because they you kind of cover different aspects and areas of the personalities and um, that side of things. But it also could mean that you conflict with each other because you disagree to the extreme almost. It's quite interesting to see what they are and also comparing it, in our case, to other team members who did the same thing as well as a... Um, as our exercise so we could hopefully work better together but also understand how the other person thinks and works so that you can work with them better as well especially if you do have any conflicts um, it's probably best to say that we won't have any conflicts at the time 
it was an, an exercise that we did at work as a team building exercise, but I found it very useful. It, it, it had a lot of benefit. The other thing is, out of all of this as well, is knowing that these traits or personalities that you got isn't fixed. And the whole point of those different proportions of the colours that you do get, they do change with your mood and over, as you mentioned, time. And also it's being able to leverage those different personality traits at different times and different needs as well. So, for example, although blue was both of our strong point, I think it's also worth saying that if we needed to be more direct and more fiery red, then that could more easily done than a a another color which you had less of so for example in our case it was the inspire or helper kind of area so it, it's it's for me knowing that that is the case and maybe trying to be more happy i don't know sunshine yellow so for the, for those types of things it's, it's my biggest takeaway wasn't so wasn't necessarily like my strengths and weaknesses but the fact that it it just means you're able to transition and use those strengths or secondary or tertiary sort of uh, personalities easier depending on the kind of portions and stuff like that and I can see that so I think that was my biggest takeaway what about you yes um, for me like I said about the teams I think it's really good to especially when I first joined a, a new team is to have that kind of uh, synergies re really quickly through this kind of uh, analysis and I'm a quite a strong, like like you said, uh, person that is based on like a data and, and analytics to understand that okay, so these are their strengths and weaknesses. Uh, we play each to our own strengths and we cover each other's weaknesses. This is uh to me, there's uh, building an effective team. And also on just now you mentioned about the. Nemesis, I would say it's just the opposite, opposite side of us where there are people that are more sunshine yellow and we know at work there will be people like that but oh, uh, they, they their energies are coming from the, the other side that doesn't mean they're, they are they are not going to work with us but it's a more of empathy and also understanding through, through the reports and also yeah, not not to get stressed over like oh, uh, why why are they behaving this way? But actually, if you realize in in this circle of colors, there uh, it highlights our 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 differences. Yeah, going through this process, I think it should be done as a standard almost. It's very nice to be able to, if people are willing to share their personality so that you can work with them better and um, without having to kind of get to know them <laughs> it sounds really bad this is the blue side um get to know them first but almost you have that up front like hi i'm danny i tend to prefer this this and this kind of thing so that and then that way if you are working together in a team or if you interact with each other you can you know where they're coming from and potentially why they're doing things in a certain way and using this sort of information it has been quite useful also to pick up on things like in meetings for example and understanding or trying to see if something is uh, we're trying to see the other person's point of view and and using those personality traits to see how they or trying to deduce how they got there and why they're saying certain things that they are saying 
So yeah, I, I think these types of things. Should, I, I think after doing it myself, I think it should be done as a matter of course. And then also, if if it does change over time, then doing that over time. So at least even even if you go from one company to the next, or if you do it personally or whatever, you can hopefully see the progression that you're making because I think you already if you've already done that in your secondary school then I guess seeing that change as well could be quite interesting as well and has it benefited you knowing the change from then to now as well mm -hmm. yeah so like you mentioned the change I observe is a, a mature stronger percentage of uh, the other colors right the green the yellow and even the red that means I have a more balance able to tap into the other types of energy levels not just like from the blue side more analytical but now I'm able to like uh, tap into the people's energy like uh, in yellow green helping others and giving me energy right even giving uh, leadership instructions also helping me to build my confidence yeah so I just want to add, if if you disagree with what Danny has said just now, you are probably on the other side of the view for the personality <laughs> test. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that not everybody like us want to uh, know each other beforehand by reading an analytical report <laughs> of their personalities. I think only the, the blue personalities like like to know about that every every single one. Like, what's their strength of weaknesses? But if if you had that, I think especially like you mentioned in the team, it would be good to, it's a good way to spot where you may be overlapping or where you have gaps as well. So if I was in a, a company that did this as standard, then I would also like to see the demographic across the board in a potentially anonymous way to see where do our people tend to sit and in terms of their preferences and their, their strengths so that I can then see also the weakness side and say, right, okay, we need more people in these quadrants. If we're hiring, can we try and not be biased towards, but at least know that we're looking out for these types of people to make sure we've got a well-rounded company and we're not, I would probably, probably a good way to look at this in maybe unfairly, I don't know, but from my opinion, an engineering company like Google, you can tell they are driven more by the, the data side because the user experience and also the way they approach things tend to be very technical whereas if you look at uh, contrast to contrast that to another giant like apple they tend to work within usability more so than i'm not saying technically they're not as good but they do aim for and strive for that side of things compared to google so you've got something that's very probably data driven and also very customizable and in terms of the user experience, probably not great because it may have loads of settings and controls and stuff like that. But then you look at someone like Apple who probably focuses more on the usability side will have less control, but it makes it more intuitive and easier to use. So that kind of trade-off. So if, again, going back, so that was the example, but if I go back to, if I was the owner of a company, then I would like to know the demographic of my people so I know where the gaps are and potentially down to the level of whether it's like service line or departments as well. I totally get what you are trying to say, but I can see this as very controversial, especially where there are labor laws where you sp spoke about typecasting or stereotyping people or fitting them into the categories. It's not that this is not done in the industry already whereby you do the person, uh, the 
uh, attribute testing where you do the those kind of uh, tests to get you into an interview like we said like situation handling but people can say that you are discriminating them because of their personality like just as the same as the race or their sex or or their gender sorry their gender or their religion so i think this is this is a we need to be treading carefully around this area we're not saying that this is like uh, rocket science or this is definitely the right approach because i would caveat this as a very much an art rather than a science do you agree yes and it's trying to apply some science to the art is why why you probably get a graph and a chart and then all the analysis at the back of it I, I get it and this is my opinion so i'll take that and however i still think it would be a good data point because it's similar to like things like people doing um, nowadays is more becoming more and more focused in terms of a topic to um make sure that you don't have a uh, a gender pay gap well how do you do that well you need to know the data that supports that which means you will need to ask how people identify themselves and i see this as another metric point it should be used as a kind of a data point but not necessarily a way of discriminating people in terms of employment so yeah take it as you will yep <laughs> take it as you will uh, i'll tell you how other colors may behave uh, for for the benefit <laughs> <laughs> so for the red they probably say uh i don't care i just want the person to be working by end of this month this is someone good i want it now <laughs> and for the green probably they say uh, i probably want to know more about how we can grow and help this uh, person to be part of our team i want to support them in their in their career and also make sure that they support our team so there's there's a green side the yellow side is uh, very, very vibrant. Very interested to meet the people if, even before, like, oh, just just leave this uh, personality test report aside. I just want to speak to the person right now, like to to inspire them rather than to to get the, get the data points and support the hiring decision. <laughs> what do you think of this? Very nice. <laughs> We should do this from all of our conversations now. We could play the other colours to see how the other personalities would potentially react or even ask questions. <laughs> and I can tell you only the blue do this because the blue, like I said, is the one that analyses every single personality <laughs> and how they react. <laughs> okay. What other downsides do you think we have after reading this report? I think the, the stereotyping, so literally what we just did, because as I as as it says, you're you're supposed to be able to move between the different types, some easier than others, but people also change. So I think it's very easy to get caught up in, and I think the first thing they also told us is not to call people out and stereotype them which is exactly what you and i have been doing ever since we've done the course which is also quite funny um it's one of the things it's like don't press the red button and then you press it stereotyping part i think it can be dangerous i think most of the time though you and i generally use it as a joke however i do 
going back to the probably employment thing, I think that can be dangerous as well. There is that fine line that you're kind of walking in. And it's also making sure that even if you know the other person and they choose to share with you their results and stuff like that, that you, it is personal. So I would take that as, as a, a sign of trust as well, that they're, they're trusting you with their results because it can be used to potentially gain advantages. Have you have you encountered any um, sort of situations where it's been used at, to you or against you sort of like, or seen it in other places where it's been used as a negative way? Mm, not that I'm aware of, but for myself, I know that those that are not my, I wouldn't say not, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call them weaknesses, but maybe my blind spots. There are areas definitely I should be aware of to make me uh, make better decisions and to be a better leader or to have a better conversation when I am able to like speak to someone in, in my team. And like you said, we don't typecast them, but it it is useful information for us to to be aware of, like uh, to to grow, to help someone to grow, or to help some support someone. So, was this the was this the same things that you went through when you were at school? Though, like, did they also say the same thing that we went through? Like, don't stereotype them, don't use the classes, or you know that sort of thing. I think back then it was uh, it was not so detailed. Yeah, it was quite brief, and I think it was still quite new to us that concept. So I, I don't think many people still remember uh, how to leverage on them and things like that. Only when you go into the details, and especially when in in school, I think it's fine because it, it's not. It's less political than at work, right? So, yep. Okay, so what is your summary and key takeaways for today's conversation? I would say everyone should go out and do this because it is quite interesting. I think the way you put it about blind spots versus the strength and weaknesses is a probably better way of putting it so that you can become a, a more rounded person and also know where you can, I guess, slip in and out of those different personalities easier than some other sort of areas. The other thing I would say is it's a good use of the information that you gain from this and trying to apply it in life because you could do it subtly even in conversations like I mentioned in meetings and understanding where people come from and where what where they potentially are at this point in time on in the meeting. Are they in the green area? Are they in the red? And that sort of thing. And then based on those, you should be able to hopefully... Um, respond or react or interact with that person whilst they're in the area because let's say for example stan is in the red at the moment because he's mad at danny for not editing the podcast then i know if i if i can identify that i can use that as a way of interacting back without having to hopefully upset you or anger you even more but in a in such a way to almost de-escalate the situation as well so it's, it's playing off of those different um personalities and depending on where the person is so yeah I, I think there's there's two things one that benefits yourself and knowing about yourself and then the other one is using that where you could do it in a setting where you could be 
covert about it but you could also overtly share if you need to in terms of where people are and and um where they where you think they are currently at in terms of their personality mm -hmm. yeah i just want to add that for my personal experience when i joined the new company one of the exercises they they asked the team to do for learning and development is the strength and weakness analysis self-analysis of course uh, it is confidential but i mean the results is confidential to each individual but they use it for analysis for skill development and for me i was able to very quickly submit this assessment because i already do this like in the regular basis of like maybe once every few years so yeah self-awareness and clarity for me is uh, definitely needed for self-improvement and development.